everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled. I am Peter, that is Tara, and we are going to talk about The Twilight Zone Season 1, Episode 36. It is the finale of Season 1. It is called A World of His Own. So full spoilers for the episode, as always. So this episode... We did it. Uh, yeah, first of all, we did it, yeah. Uh, we, we did all 36 episodes. Joe, so it's amazing how accomplishing a finale feels... When it was a 36 episode season, it feels like, oh, was there a, a gauntlet of episodes? Yeah. I hope we can remember them all. We started we started this, what, end of February, start of March, around then? Something like that. And it is now, I mean, at the time of recording anyway, it's um, you know mid-November, so, like, <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> One per week. So... 36 weeks? <laughs> Yes, that's the boring way of saying it. Yes, this is thirty-six weeks. Um, but yeah, so here we that's are. That's why I'm here. Yes, yes. With the the raw the facts. Logic. Firefly. I almost hit you in the face because you t- jumped up the second I moved my hand. I sort of went like that with my hand, and then he jumped up in it, and I was like, no, try to sabotage yourself. Anyway, uh, so we are going to talk about this episode. It was about a writer, a playwright who essentially starts to create his characters, any, any character he creates via his tape recorder. He describes them at the tape recorder and they appear. The episode opens with what appears to be him having an affair with a mistress and his wife comes home and kind of sees through the window that he's with a woman. She comes in, but when she comes in the house, the woman's not there. She's disappeared. And she starts to look for her. She questions, has he got a trap door? What's going on here? What sort of fishy business is happening? And it goes down this path of, no, no, he's creating and decreating his characters at will. And that's where we go. So uh, that is the gist of the episode. Tara, did you enjoy a world of his own? It was okay. <laughs> uh, straight into the point. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah, I thought it was not bad. I I think I wasn't necessarily feeling it at the start because I wasn't sure what it was doing. And then mm-hmm. I got a little bit of amusement out of the hijinks of the wife trying to look around, like, under the desk and things like that. Yeah. There were, I mean, a couple of twists that I enjoyed in the episode, at least. Like, some of them were kind of obvious, but um, I still really liked them playing out. And then there's, you know, one at the end, which was a bit meta, but I liked it too. And it was a fun episode. It reminded me a lot of, like, a, I don't know, like a... Like a Neil Simon play or something <laughs> on a Twilight Zone episode. I like the dialogue. Yeah, no, I think the performance of uh, the 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 man in particular, West George West. He like see when she when the wife like Victoria sort of says, "You'll never believe what I thought I saw through the window," and she says, "Oh, I thought I saw a woman in here with you." And the way he laughs mm-hmm. and they laugh together as she says that, as if he's like, "Oh, that's ridiculous!" Ha ha ha! Like the way he laughs, like maybe like. <laughs> I'm actually starting to kind of like him, and I shouldn't be rooting for him because, you know, it's from our perspective, he was just cheating on his wife. But for some reason, that his tone, the way he was carrying himself, was making me kind of wanting to root for him. And then, of course, once he reveals everything, now don't get me wrong, we can have an entire moral debate here about the psychology <laughs> of this episode <laughs> and about on how unhealthy his behavior is and what it's like talking about and and so on and so on. Uh, which is maybe the biggest feeling of the episode is it never it never really makes a point. 
about any of this. It just kind of does it. <laughs> and it never really kind of says, hey, maybe he's kind of screwed up for treating people like this. Or maybe he's this... And maybe I'm reading too much into it. Maybe it is purely about a writer's creations as opposed to someone's relationships with real people. If you mm-hmm. want to go down that path, maybe that's why the episode doesn't even attempt to sort of explore that. But Do you think this is a lot of like how Sterling feels about his characters too that he creates. Yeah, they come to life and then he has to kill them when it's time to let them go. Um, yeah, or like he feels bad like if he neglects the character for a little while or something. Mm. Maybe it's something a lot of writers go through. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it could be that. But I think the the problem with that, and I actually think the episode's a lot of fun to watch because once it gets going, once they're playing off each other a lot, and then once he actually reveals what's going on and he like you know, recreates the woman again. He recreates Mary, the the mistress, and she shows up, and then he creates an elephant in the hallway to stop her from leaving the the, the house. Also very funny. Um, Like, all that stuff played really well, but I think the reason why I'm saying it fails to make a point about what it's doing is because, well, I'm sort of arguing with myself and saying, okay, yeah, sure, maybe it's making more of a point about the writer side of it rather than the actual person with relationships. So much of it is like relationship focused that it's hard not to watch the episode and think about the psychology of like how unhealthy he is uh, and how I mean, he... he is trying to save a marriage throughout the whole episode yeah fake marriage yeah because <laughs> the big twist well, is if that marriage is fake and the mistress is fake then he's real cheating right uh, well, I don't. For me, the 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 moral debate here isn't really about the cheating because ultimately it doesn't really matter that he's cheating because no one's real uh, except him. But if, they are real. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's more the unhealthiness of like the idea that he he makes his perfect woman, he makes the perfect wife that he thinks he wants, and we don't know how long it's been since they got married, since she was created, because obviously the big twist is that he goes into a little safe and he's got the the, the tape that her character was created on and she doesn't believe him, she throws it in the fire and then she disappears and that's kind of like her ending and he's going to bring her back, he gets his tape recorded, he's like, you know what, no, um... A second thought, I'll just I'll just bring Mary back and I'll... I'll get you know, a younger, blonder one for yes, a I'll just uh, make her my wife and... Because no, it, it almost gets a little bit interesting when it when Mary seems to remember every time she's brought back and has to go away again, and it's like painful for her. Um, but when she comes back again as the wife, she never like says anything or like implies that like, I, I you know I, I asked you not to bring me back because it was too painful. Because um, what I thought we were going to get when he when he was bringing Mary back to be his wife, I thought she was going to say something like that, and then he was going to go. Like, but no, this time it's for good. This time you're not going to have to go. Uh, yeah, and, we never got that, did we? Yeah, and I, I thought that's what it was going to do. But I think there's something there to be said about if you have complete control and you make exactly what you think is the... I guess it's kind of like uh, uh, the, the the Nice Place to Visit episode where he gets this paradise that's everything he wants all the time. He's always winning. He's always... But ultimately, that's kind of boring. And, and obviously, saying it's boring is a bit of a, a, a simplistic term to use when it's a person, but... The idea that, no, if there's no real, uh, you know, freedom of the other person, if there's no uh, nuances, if there's nothing that it does clash with you, if, it's, if it is just this perfect, like, what, you know, image you've got in your head of this facade, um, it'll never actually feel real or last or, or be anything. And there's also something to be said about him just getting bored of one 
you know, not 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 intentionally destroying her, but ultimately just letting that happen, and then saying, "Hey, I'll just move on to the next perfect image that I can possibly have." Like, there's something to talk about with the psychology of this man, even though I think the episode just plays it for laughs. Definitely, and the idea that he made her too smart or too clever. <laughs> <laughs> like if she would have been she would have been more perfect if she wasn't quite so clever yeah that's a little insulting <laughs> a little bit yeah you just you're too smart even though i think that the line he has after it actually kind of justifies it in a weird way not that i mean i say justifies what i mean is i think it clarifies Maybe the action does yeah it clarifies what he meant with that sense I, th- I think when we hear that we specifically take that as a really negative thing but i think what he's meaning is that She's too, um, like, I don't want to say jaded, but too, like, always questioning things as opposed to just enjoying life or, or, or whatever. Because um, I, I think the sentence, you're too smart, sounds horrible to us. But I think the context in which she's using it is a bit more old-fashioned. Sure. So, what what, yeah, what did you make of the, the, the character and his, his creations... I thought this was very much like Rod Sterling writing about himself Mm -hmm. in a way where he's playing in his toy box and he creates these things. You know, when like a writer sells a script and a director changes something and he's like, what did you do to my baby? This is perfect. And they get all upset. And like, uh, it's kind of like that. Like these are his babies, his creations. And maybe in his mind, they do have like a life of their own. And he's their god, their creator, and feels responsible for their happiness in a way. I don't know. Mm. I I did read that the way this playwright would uh, create something by speaking into a recorder is how Rod Serling would do it. Like he would speak into a recorder, and then like a secretary would write it up or something. Oh, interesting. I will say I do have a problem with the the meta joke at the end. I think it. I think it uh, gets it wrong. <laughs> if that's a, if, I don't know if that's a weird way to well, say it. Well, yeah, I was thinking it was the other way around too. Yeah, but because then because the twist w- of it was like, oh, that's a bit unexpected. That- because, because what happens is that Rod Serling appears uh, in the scene uh, at, at the guy's desk, and uh, this, by the way, this entire joke only exists because it's the season finale, and there's no next time mm-hmm. on to tell us about. So it's basically just filling that thirty seconds that we other we, other, we otherwise normally have. Um, yeah, because we still get narration from him after this when the story's over. But this this little thirty second joke is just here to fill that time that we we've lost from not having the next time on Twilight Zone. So sure. basically, the the joke is is that he's sitting there and he's like, hey, he starts talking to the audience about what you know, whatever. It's, it kind of sounds like his narration almost, and then the character says, oh, Rod, what are you doing here? Um, and then he goes into his safe again and his little vault and takes out another envelope that says Rod Serling and he throws it in the fireplace and Rod Serling disappears. And I thought this was kind of strange because what I was expecting to happen and what I thought would have made more sense is if Rod Serling picked up envelopes with their names on it and put them in the fire yeah. and his creations. Because you know, then it would actually be meta because Rod's the writer of the show. <laughs> right. And I was thinking that too and predicting that the whole time. But then when it did the reversal of it. I'm like, oh, that's kind of clever. <laughs> Is it clever? Because <laughs> I was expecting the other. It's all, I mean, all... yeah, it doesn't matter if it holds up. <laughs> a, a little bit. I, I wouldn't call it clever. I'd say it's subverting the expectation just for the sake of subverting it. I wouldn't say it's clever. Well, 
I do think it's clever. <laughs> and and you're right. These are anthologies, anyways. They don't have to have a through line. No, that's not a really. I just I did a little twist on it. So it needs to make sense. But no, you're right. Meet the Robinsons told me that Tara's always right, even when she's wrong. She's right. I don't think I like your tone. <laughs> but, yeah, I think it's okay. <laughs> I think this this, uh, this version of it is fine. I don't know. I don't think it matters if it's the other way around. Because I think, like, ev- like us, everybody who's watching it is predicting that ending. It would have been like... Okay, cute, but like saw it coming. <laughs> this at least is a bit different. Mm-hmm. I have right here. It's flipped, but I have right here an envelope with Tara's name on it, just in case things get hairy. What? <laughs> what is it? What is it? The joke's you're obvious, de- surely. You're gonna delete me? <laughs> yes, that's the joke. <laughs> Wait, am I in like some kind of matrix this whole time? <laughs> Foxy, are you real? Gus? Why did you program me to have such asshole animals <laughs> that interrupt our show all the time? <laughs> Sorry, I want to create a new character called Kara, your replacement. Make her a little less clever. <laughs> a little less clever. A little more blonde. Mm. A little younger. I would do the exact same thing. <laughs> Ah, now I feel mean. <laughs> the joke was meant to be relevant to the episode. They just made it all mean. <laughs> I think the episode's fun. I, I think what I'll say about the episode is that it's a very pleasant watch. The characters are kind of fun to be around. Uh, there's mm-hmm. kind of a pantomime aspect to the whole thing, uh, which kind of makes it work. It kind of makes it bubbly. It kind of makes it uh, kind of lively. Uh, I don't think sure. the actual psychology or the depth that I sometimes expect from Twilight Zone is really there. Like, it's kind of prodding at yeah, something. Yeah, this guy wasn't suicidal or anything. <laughs> yeah, but it's kind, of, it's kind of prodding at something with the whole writer meta thing. But I don't think it actually really ultimately says that much about it, outside of maybe the idea that a writer's creations take a mind of their own. But I don't know if it makes any kind of, like, point by the yeah, end about it. Yeah, they just going for the fun. I yeah. mean, it's the season closer... It's fine. <laughs> That's your justification. This is the last one. I guess. Yeah. Phone it in, Rod. You've earned a break. <laughs> it's not phoned in. <laughs> this is his Neil Simon Biloxi Blues version of a Twilight Zone ep- episode. <laughs> Don't worry. I, I think the envelope, he, had a, he, he misspelled his name. He, he put Rod Sterling. So I, I think Rod will be back next season. I think he'll be fine. Screw you. <laughs> oh, come on. If anyone's watched all of our reviews, that's a fantastic callback to like episode nine or something like that. <laughs> I think they'd have to watch the reviews for the new Twilight Zone to get it, which you shouldn't. Really? Oh, was <laughs> I mean, it? Was it you've watched the show. <laughs> was it, oh, was it the uh, season finale, the new one? Yeah, it was the newer one. Ah, I don't okay. remember what episode. I think it was the season finale because I couldn't believe you let me go the whole season without telling me that I was saying it wrong. Yeah, no, I think you're right now, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll explain it. Tara used to call him Rod Sterling and thought that was his name. and then, My uh, entire life. Your entire life. <laughs> yes. And while we're on things Tara thought her entire life, she also thought uh, uh, Margot Kidder was in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark her entire life. 
So <laughs> they are the same person. I'm pretty sure there's some kind of like lab accident that created two of them. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, this is a fun one. I, I think this was a nice, lighthearted one to go out on. And, you know, obviously we'll be back for season two. But before we get to season two, because normally this is the point where I say, hey, what's coming next? And what did Rod say at the end about the next one? Um, he doesn't. Either, well, he doesn't, because we didn't know what it was, because this was the season break. Um, but what yeah. we're going to do next is we're going to come back, and next week you're going to get our top ten episodes of the season. Um, we're going to sit down and uh, deliberate between us, and we're going to come up with our, our official top ten, and probably bottom... Probably just bottom three. I don't think we'll do a bottom five. I feel like... I don't think there's been enough bad episodes to justify having, like, a five worst <laughs> list. As, I don't as, think so either. As the dog was flying. Um, <laughs> so that's what's coming next week. Uh, so you can look forward to that. And then uh, we get a new theme tune for season two. We get... Uh, also Do we get things. the classic theme tune? Because I don't think we have it yet. No, but... Yeah, it's the theme tune. Theme song. Do, 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 do. Uh, what's wrong with theme tune? Uh, it sounds wrong. <laughs> a theme song would imply lyrics, though. Yeah. Okay, how about it this? It still sounds wrong. Theme music. Okay. Or opening theme, I also like, so. Yeah. Melody. Are these all suitable? Yes. You may proceed. Because Tara's always right, even when she's wrong. Uh, so... <laughs> Don't like that tone. <laughs> oh, sorry. Because Tara's right, even when she's wrong. Um, they just changed the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tara's right, even this when she's wrong. Okay. Um, I can't do it anymore. I had three tones for you. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of any other ones. Uh, but that is, uh, as with the Twilight Zone season finale, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed journeying through the season with us. But we do have one more season one episode to come uh, from us. Not an episode of the show to talk about, but an episode from us, which is our favourites of the season, and we'll have that next week. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, you can, of course, uh, let us know what you thought of the episode in the comments below. You can like and subscribe. And you can ding the bell. Make sure you get the notifications on YouTube. You can support us by rating the audio podcast um, on Apple Podcasts. You can do that. Uh, give us a five-star review, maybe. And that helps us out. More people will find us, that kind of thing. Helps spread the show. Sh- you know, share us on the social media. Tell your friends about us. Uh, Patreon is the next thing, which Tara's going to tell you about. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, like what we do for some reason... Um... You can check out our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash TV. Donating as low as a dollar per month will get you bonus content, including bonus bits of, I don't know, a question that maybe gets asked or a conversation that doesn't really belong, but we talked for 20 minutes anyway on it. Um, they now get edited out and added to Patreon. So yeah, go check it out. <laughs> Yeah, do that. Uh, you can also, of course, let us uh, let us know things on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz. That's not what I meant to say, but that's the point. The point was to plug the Twitter and say, "Hey, go to Twitter at uh, mail underscore fuzz." Is what you want. Uh, but that is us. That has been Twilight Zone season one, episode thirty six. We'll be back next time on our top list of the season, and then move on to season two. So, thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV, guys, in the Twilight Zone.